0: Good morning, universe. How are you? Ah, well, I definitely left some dangling threads yesterday. As I have admitted will happen in these recordings. And uh, I always feel bad when I do that. Because working on coherent, finished trains of thought are... Well, at least that's one of my goals. I believe that we are being... Um, reduced to um, scattered, staccato, bursting, tangential cross-thoughts, or just the malaise of fading away from our original thought more than ever. Now, is that a process of all the radiation in the air these days? Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Could it just be that I'm getting old? Fuck yeah, could be that's definitely happening, but whatever it is, I think it's counteractable if you will just continue to focus on one thing at a time and try to get one thing done. So, why am I always throwing five things at you at once? Good question. Maybe your best one ever. Pause. Unpause. Uh, I never really got around to saying why my day yesterday went squirrely, and since I came home four hours and eight minutes into my eight-hour shift... Um, That's kind of the definition of squirrely. And normally, normally, that would have meant that I would have either really pooped my pants or fake pooped my pants because I was having a hellacious day that I didn't want to be a part of. Which, the last two statements are kind of true. The first two, though, I didn't have to endure because rather than having to go through some spectacle of grossness, now I created a spectacle of grossness by pulling a 2x4. Well, it wasn't a 2x4. It was probably a 1x3. Whatever it was, it was part of some framing that had some plastic tarping stapled to it. And as it went in the trash, trying to save the plastic for recycling, I yanked and yanked and yanked against this frame. And instead of pulling the plastic free, I actually pulled the board free. And that board came shooting up out of the trash can and it hit me right in the fucking chin. And I'm glad it hit me because there were two other guys in the area that it could have hit. And I was the only one deserving of such a Badge of honor, but it was like taking a punch to the face, to be honest. And having only taken two of those in my life, I guess I only really have a subset of two to compare it to. But the bleeding that started hasn't stopped, it's still now bleeding right now. As a matter of fact, let me dab that a little bit right here. Oh, yeah. So, um, so it doesn't really hurt. I mean, it's literally if you were to punch some guy right in his right chin, hit him right there, that's where I got hit. About the best possible place to get hit. And uh because A, uh there's not a really a whole lot of nerve ending right there, and B, it's got enough flesh that you don't just get popped like you would in your eye socket threatened some uh some bone damage. So I know I'm fine. It doesn't hurt. It's a little swollen. Um and it's still bleeding. So I could milk this for more time off, but I already took four hours off because of it yesterday. Um because, frankly, when I got to work, it just it was one of those moods of everyone was down. And I was down going in, so I didn't need the reinforcement. And uh, I don't think that that's going to be the case today. But I'm already preparing an exit plan. And I do that not consciously. I just know that part of me, if the opportunity arises to get out of there early today, is going to take... That and run, there's no question. Because I've kind of created a scenario at work for myself that's untenable. And I'm pissed that I've done this. But being overly emotional um, exposes you to one thing uniquely, and that is hurt. Emotional pain. And emotional pain for me is worse than anything I've ever experienced. It literally incapacitates me and i'm just at the border of this becoming incapacitating and what what's terrible personally about it is that i'm going to avoid the situation entirely and just abandon ship like i've always done and in this one instance i can say that i'm abandoning ship before Any chaos is really occurring, so it's a preemptive overboard throwing of my own self. But I just, I'm not up for the hurt. And the hurt is, (laughs) the hurt's inevitable, I guess. I guess I'm still paying back karma for all of the sleight of hand maneuvering I've done in life. I certainly feel like I still have debt to pay. But... Given that some of that debt now uh, sits squarely in my workplace, well, it's either deal with it, avoid it, or get the fuck away from it. And on this pause, I'm going to think about that. Unpause, pause. Unpause, pause. Unpause. So, um, I don't know what it is that congregates oracles and soulmates at Home Depot. But I mistook two oracles for a soulmate, and my soulmate is uh, completely transfixed on things I can't identify. And so I'm left in a position of, are the oracles there to help save this person's soul? Is that what I'm there for? Or is that not my role at all? I don't even know, but the pain that's being created in this scenario for me is too much. And I know this is something I should be able to handle, or maybe it's not something I should be able to handle. I'm not sold on that, but though none of this even probably is coherent enough to follow, I'm left with a dilemma of having to reduce my own pain means leaving my current job. And it's too bad. But I've done what I need to do there, I think, in terms of getting the right people uh, turned into a direction of self-love and self-confidence. All but one. And the one whose influence I cannot seem to... um, (laughs) the one with whom I have had very subtle and, if anything, um, counterproductive influence. And certainly I say that because it's been counterproductive for me, but I'm willing to give up whatever energy I need to to, uh, to downslide and then recover if that's going to help somebody see themselves in a light that's new and loving. So I will take on the burden of of punches to the chin. But there has to be a a shimmer of light that someone else can catch on to what's going on. And unfortunately, the person who is my soulmate in this situation, who I know is my soulmate, because I've only run into this energy twice, and I have been living in the regret of misunderstanding it the first time ever since and now here it is again and i'm left with no influence i have to let it go i'm not the right person to save her at this point and that hurts So, rather than being surrounded by that inevitable hurt, I'm preemptively removing myself from the situation so I can do better somewhere else. And I don't know that this isn't a mistake. Maybe I am supposed to endure the ultimate pain for the ultimate reward. I can see that. I can argue that. I can even believe that. But if that fails to come through, I will forever be isolated in a position of non-compliance with my own society. I just, I can't risk it. I have too much right now that's working to take a chance on something that could be the greatest thing I've ever experienced or the most disappointing fail to connect I've ever known. I don't want to live in that extreme level of Fulfillment versus disappointment. It's not worth it. And since I know that's where this is inevitably headed, I'm just not going to take the chance. I'm going to bow out while I still sit in a position of non-commitment. I almost fell off into the deep end on this one. I almost was without the ability to slow down. But then two points of information crossed my bow and said, think about this. So, think about it, I did. And think about it wrongly, I may, but think about it protectively, I am. And so, I won't, I won't suffer the kind of emotional pain that I'm available to way too easily, admittedly. But what are you going to do about it? It's not giving up to recognize something sits there. That if fulfilled would be fantastic, but left unfulfilled would be devastating. To not want to play that game is okay. I'm not forced into this scenario by any means. It's all by choice. And right now, I'm choosing not to play. And why am I saying all this? Well, because... I yesterday called the liars cowards, because they are. But who's a bigger coward? The one who falsifies reality and continues to pile on lie after lie because the truth becomes too obscure too unknowable, too distant to even realize? Or the person sitting with the universe's ultimate truth right in front of them but for fear that they're not worthy turns away from it? Well, that's not fair. I know I'm worthy. Well, if I know I'm worthy, why am I not chasing down the ultimate fulfillment? Because I still don't know if I'm capable of surviving the ultimate disappointment. Getting this close to realizing something I thought was forever not to be seen again. It's like flying too close to the sun. You recognize how close you are to greatness, but you realize how threatened you are by the very presence of that greatness. I know this is all gobbledygook, and it'll only mean something to me, so I'll stop talking like this. And I'll move on. To cognitive dissonance, the confirmation bias that I am a sucker for, and the appeals to authority that have ruled basically my entire foundation of knowledge. By saying, what I read in textbooks that is then cross referenced against other original sources that comes from a wealth of knowledge and intellectual creation that the universities of America represent when all of that is what you hold toward me as saying, well, if this is all wrong, then what you're saying may be true, but how could this all be wrong? Well, that is the ultimate appeal to authority. Because yeah, how could an entire century's worth of work be dedicated to reinforcing the lies, rather than ferreting out the truth. How does that happen? Well, not unintentionally. No, not unintentionally. No, in fact, it happens with great intent. With the level of intent that is malicious. That is a crime against humanity. Who's in charge? Who did this? Who thought it all up? Well, I can certainly see why people go to the extremes of the Illuminati, the Freemasons, the whomever, because no one individual could have done this. No, no, this is a collective of evildoers. This is the Simpsons' scene of those who control the world behind the scenes with Mr. Monty Burns and his gavel at the head of the table. It has to be that to have turned into this. Or does it? Could it just be the bungle, fungle, bungle, bungle, dungle, dungle, bungle of men being stupid and getting to this point? Hmm. Could this all just be the happenstance of inept mankind wandering through the wilderness and bumping his head on every rock he stumbles over? No. The coordination is evident. You can feel the machination of schemes coordinating to drive us to think a certain way. Why lie to us about having enslaved the indigenous people? Why isn't that fine? It is fine. That's the narrative that would have been good. Oh, except then this land is not up for grabs. It is, in fact, stolen. And these people aren't subjugated slaves from another land. They are the very people we stole the land from. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to tell them that, because that might really piss them off. Pause. Unpause. Um, pause. Okay. So, I don't... I mean, hey, let me see if I can find something that's tangible enough to concentrate on the rest of the day that puts all this into some kind of... Nutshell of coherence. (laughs) Let's just guess that that's not going to happen. Oh, and while you listen to me, you're going to hear a lot of swearing. This recording is not for you, it's for me, so don't expect me to be anything other than self-indulgent. I apologize ahead of time for any better than you that you may hear in here. Um, I apologize ahead of time for any bodily functions that occur while I'm recording. Uh, I will not apologize, but I will prepare you for a lack of inhibition. Nothing on planet Earth. Will I not speak to? Just like I will use drugs and talk about drugs because I believe drugs are a huge part of our society that we're avoiding. Uh, You'll hear my animals make their uh, snoring and otherwise uh, audio presence. uh, Now and again, apologize for them. No, I don't. I love having animals. The poor audio moments that I create, like I'm probably creating one right now because the phone is not in its normal position, that I apologize for. When I drop thoughts, lose my train of thought, whatever it might be that I... Trying to make a point and never get back to? Well, that you can hold me accountable to. You can't really hold me accountable to crying, because I cry all the time. But you can also hold me accountable to misusing the word irony. I have claimed something ironic that was clearly coincidental, if even that. So I apologize for that. Having done it once, I know I can do it again. And no, this isn't being ironic. Um... So why am I doing this? What's the point? Well, we'll go with one of these 11 reasons, just so that you know I'm not completely shameless. I'm migrating into my destiny. We'll take number 7 off the list. I do feel like I'm migrating into my destiny. How weird is that? I mean, what does that feeling even originate from within? How, how How does that become the feeling from which you are holding yourself true? I don't know. I do not know. But I'm going to figure it out. I have to, right? I mean, what else are we here for? But to feel a sense of having fulfilled our purpose, to have grabbed destiny while it was sitting in front of us, to not have missed our chance to maximize our life's potential. For 40 years, I feel like all I was doing was minimizing my life's opportunities to succeed. So here I sit with destiny right in front of me. Well, if that doesn't motivate me to find purpose outside of Home Depot, or even inside of it, I suppose, I don't know what could. And at 1919, I say, pause till later on. Talk to you after work. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, universe. Addendum to, uh, whatever was the file that was the last one I recorded, which was like, I think a morning and a half ago. Here's the thing. It's Wednesday. That's March 15th. It's five o'clock. Actually, it's 5.03. 5.02. And, uh, I didn't go to work today. called in. One, because it was a beautiful day. Which I then spent most of the day sleeping through. But that's neither here nor there. Um... The truth is that I had this dream last night that was so starkly surreal and real at the same time that I can still put myself into it quite easily. And I remember all of it. And it was a long fucking dream. In fact, I would say this is by far the longest dream recollection I have of any dream ever. Um... At least any dream that wasn't just uh, uh, in a single location. No, there were... <laughs> what happened is I kept getting um, physically punished by the uh, authorities that be. But knowing that my body was transient, uh, kept laughing myself through these experiences. Hysterically laughing myself through these experiences. In fact, I bet if you were sleeping next to me last night... I would have been laughing my ass off in my sleep because I could feel my gut wrenching in my dreams from the laughter. And, uh, and I mean everything from being like devoured by these little spider bots or some sort of needle uh, metallic insect things to having myself pulled apart like spaghetti from a vacuum pump to having, oh, the worst one, was being autopsied while still alive by having every single piece of my body pulled off one at a time. Like they took off my skin, then they took off my hair, then they took off like whatever it was that they were removing. They were removing all of it from my body layer by layer to get to the next layer, even including my eyeballs where they took off my lens or my cornea or whatever. And like the stages of it all happening meant I was getting less and less sensation in my body, but I also couldn't stop laughing even when they removed my lips. I was still chattering away and laughing my ass off. And finally, I'm down to a skeleton, and it cuts away to the next scene, where <clears throat> what was the one after that? The one after that was uh, the uh, the spiders. Then there was the the what was the first one? Oh, getting my head pounded into the pavement while I'm being like like the 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 whole dream opens in a scene where I'm in a car, sort of like Neo, but. It wasn't an old-fashioned car by any means. If anything, it was like a, like a futuristic car. <clears throat> but I'm getting... Um, I can tell that they're coming to know that I'm the rat or whatever, right? Like, my cover is blown. I sense this. I know it's right. I know they're starting to put it all together. And if I don't act now, I might forever lose my chance. So I open the door with the idea that I have to flee the scene. I'm captured from behind by the car full of thugs who now have my body positioned in a way that my head is sticking out the door and they're pounding my head into the pavement. And I'm just going, boom, boom, boom. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. And there was one very specific member in attendance in that car load. So... uh. And then as the scene progresses to the end, uh, I was delivered a clear message of what I need to be doing. Like, so clear. It, it feels like something my subconscious has been knocking on the door trying to get me aware of that I have been in denial about and am now uh, being thrust into one and one a path of action only, and without doubt, which I guess I appreciate. So, having had that sort of a, huh, revelation in my night's overnight sleep, I woke up um, sometime in the five hour, I remember seeing the clock at 5.55, and, um, And I was so filled with, I don't know, direction, confidence, um, something, that I couldn't go to work. I didn't want to douse the initiatives. And I wrote a bunch of stuff down that I was trying to um, hone in on what made me feel these Things. So I believe I have some initiatives to take from this, but I knew I couldn't get to the Home Depot today. There was no way. Plus, it was a gorgeous day. So I got some stuff done in the morning early and frankly found myself sleepy. And as I lay down for a nap, I was hoping to have a level of epiphany in some other tangential related quest, and none of this did I, well, I've been asking for this for a month, so I, it's not that I haven't been asking for this, but none of this did I ask for directly. This all kind of came out of left field. Um, and the direction that it's pointing me isn't a direction I wasn't considering, but it's one that I think I had slept off. So now to know that's where I need to go, uh, I don't know, it makes me feel again like I can't trust myself. And why is it that I'm always so confident when I have a dream. Of direct reference to a current circumstance as if I trust my dreams more than I trust myself. But my dreams really haven't let me down for at least six to 56 years. Well, 53, soon to be 54. Again, none of this is relevant though. The clarity with which I get spoken to at times in my unconscious dreaming state is more clarity than I feel in my deductive analytical reasoning state in this reality. Talking about feeling like one reality is more real than another, this is when it feels like my dream state is more real. But none of that matters. Um, Because what I got on here to talk about was uh, confirmation bias and appeals to authority and some of that stuff. And I remember trying to dissect the problem I had with my relationship with my father. And one of the things that I could always fall back on was, well, I'm a Cancer and he's an Aries. Which puts us basically in the logger jam opposites of the calendar of astrology. Um, There aren't many clashes that are more severe than Cancer versus Aries. And yet I don't buy into any of the other stuff. Wait a second, I'm lying. Because if you read about Cancer... I mean, it fucking nails me. It is as accurate a description of how I act as anything else out there. Maybe the uh, INFJ is a close second, because I think that's also very, very close to predicting my behaviors. But I can't deny, and this is, go Cold Stone read Libra and tell me that's exactly you. Well, yeah, I get that you will interpret that in the subjective. And I believe bias is a large part of this. Confirmation bias, this is what we're speaking on. Um, but it is <laughs> it is funny how I will um, actually ascribe a level of accuracy and resonance to those materials without ever putting any kind of true faith in their uh, deductive or predictive values. And perhaps they have some that I've never vetted out and should look more closely into, given that I do ascribe a level of accuracy to the way they describe me. But then that's me. That's my uh, need to hmm, to be normal or to be a part of the group, not a one. And I, I, I'm still a one. I've always been a one. Except for, well, no, I have one other. I'm a two. But I don't, I don't know that being a two or whatever, maybe say there's a dozen of us total, is not where I chose to be. I have overlap with everybody, which is nice. But I have unique uh, separation from everybody as well, which is okay. And, and in ways, I have fundamental separation from people where I just don't recognize who they are as humanity well, how they fit in. Um, but those are rare, too. And the fact that I'm surrounded by two of them now doesn't mean that I, I, am, uh, I am seeing more of them. But uh, coming to grips with being alone on this planet isn't uh, easy. And I think if that's how you are, if you're in that space, like I am, um, the one thing you can feel confident about is that you're never alone in your dreams. Somebody in our dreams is helping us along. I know there are others of me out there feeling the same thing. And it's bizarre. And I've always had a prolific dream life, but I've never felt guided by my dreams until... Ten years ago, maybe? And it took a while to understand that there was even this happening. I'm slow to the uptake. I'm, and I'm I'm not going to believe in this shit until it's fucking pummeling me with examples, which it eventually did. And <clears throat> maybe I owe it to everybody to explain how it is that I started interpreting my dreams and finding truth in my reality there. But uh, I have found that the easiest way to find connection is to start a mantra of asking questions as you fall asleep and they need to be simple um i would even start with tell me something about myself that i need to learn that i don't know or something like look for humility um in your initial quest and if you find that now you're communicating at a level at which you can ask for something more uh transitional um what would be a good next step for me to take in my life? Ask for a dream that shows that. What is an outcome I can realize that I'm not thinking about right now? Ask that. Whatever it is, ask it for anywhere from two to six nights. Just fall asleep with the same thought in mind. It depends on how um, how numb you can go. You know that feeling when you're falling asleep and you just kick a leg because all of a sudden you think you fell off a building, (laughs) but you're right here. It's totally fine. Um, I believe that's the state at which you are now capable of communicating into the void or into the Akashic Records or whatever else they want to call it. But I don't deny these things have legitimacy. And so... If you're, if you're able to go into those states because you meditate all the time, well, then maybe you only need to ask your first night and you'll start to see some revelation in your dream state. But for some of us, it can take six nights of repetitive questions as we're falling asleep because our brains are too active or we can't remember the question we asked last night or whatever the fuck else is going on. But if you can't slow yourself down enough to plug in, then you'll never get the resonance that's there. But the place to start is with your initial dream state, because we're all slowing down to get into that phase. So that's where you can't help but be prepared to potentially experience a wider range of knowledge in your head than you know you have. So, why do I let my dream state dictate my real state? Sometimes it feels like that's the only place I really have the answers. And I don't want to live in a space where I have to disappear and plug into something to feel like I'm experiencing reality at all. But with reality sliding and and maneuvering in ways that it never has before, confidence in my dream state has morphed into more and more concrete states of, of being. I don't even consider it flux anymore. I'm either dreaming and gaining something from my night state, or I'm dark. And I've been dark a lot lately, which is concerning, because... Last night felt like what all of 2019 was like. Like every night I went to bed and came back with more. So I'm not asking for that anymore. I think I know what I'm supposed to be doing. But if you're lost, it may be your dream state that brings you back.